Hi, Zero Church, and thanks to Matt and the leadership team uh, for inviting me to speak to you. And Matt's asked me to speak to you about uh, reaching forgotten people in forgotten places. Um, that's the tagline, I guess you'd call it, for a ministry I've established called The Edge. And The Edge is uh, a network of churches. Uh, we run a festival called Edge Fest, which is like Butlins meets New Hyde. And uh, there's some youth work. Um, uh, we're establishing something called Edge Centres, uh, where we have licensed debt advice, benefits, housing advice up to appeal level, uh, support for victims of abuse, uh, reading support, life skills, community cafe, etc., etc. And we're establishing these centres and edge communities built around them. Uh, but there's a flow of daily communion and various other bits happening. We we we're doing that in places that are essentially forgotten. The the multitude of small housing schemes, estates, rural and urban, all around the country. Some of them less than a thousand homes. Where, in all honesty, the big church planting movements uh, won't go. But we just feel called to reach out to the most hurting, lost, poor, broken people. And it's well, why is that? Why would you? Why would you do that? Well, quite simply, I believe this. If you were to take God's holy word, if you were to take the Bible, and you were to strip god's heart for the poor out of that book you'd have a very thin book indeed for me i believe there are two conversions in the christian life there's your conversion to christ that moment when you realize that jesus died for you he was the son of god lived died and rose again there's that moment and then there's that moment when God breaks your heart for the poor. And I can remember when that was for me. Um, some of you may have heard me speak of this moment in the past, but I'll, I'll tell you briefly, I, I was ministering in India and I love India. I've, I've been there many times and um, I preached the gospel in this incredibly poor area in, in the state called Andhra Pradesh. It was a very tribal area, very poor. And, and you know, when you preach there and you make an appeal for prayer, everyone comes forward because they haven't got super drug. They haven't got booster chemist or a local GP they can call on. So if you offer prayer, they'll come. And um, a good number of people came forward. And then this woman pushed her way through. In fact, some people moved out of the way for her. I've told my wife Karen this story a number of times she's heard me say it. So hear this in the right way. She was mesmerisingly beautiful, this woman that came forward. She had these really clear eyes and she just had this peace about her. I don't mean beautiful in, in a sexual way. I mean, she just, just had this peace. Presence, I guess. And when she came to the front bowed her head and they covered their heads with their, their, their clothing out of a sign of submission to God I guess and I said to pray my interpreter could you ask what she wants prayer for please and he said uh, Prem's, Prem's a dear friend of mine he said I'm 
brother just just look I thought, okay. look he just asked her we had a to and fro he said don't embarrass me just look and i looked again she was standing there like this and i'm looking at her and i could see and i hadn't seen this before that her skin was covered in sores on her face and I looked down at her arm and her right arm was withered like a little twig where she clearly had polio and I, I was dumbstruck I, I was I didn't know what to do I couldn't speak I said to the Lord, well, what is this? And I felt the Lord say to me, as she walked in, you saw her how I see her all the time, which is beautiful to me. I believe God gave me a glimpse of how he sees all this beautiful beautiful creations, people. I felt this challenge, Can, do you see all people the way I see them? The addicts, the kid on the street being annoying, the prostitute, the thief. Do you, do you see all people as God sees them, as winnable, redeemable, healable, transformed, beautiful in his sight? Do you see that? When Jesus started his ministry, he he didn't come out with some snappy slogan. He he quoted from Isaiah and he said, Luke 4.18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and at the time of the Lord's favour has come. And then, one of the first miracles that he does is he goes and touches a man with leprosy in Luke 5, verse 12. In one of the villages, Jesus met a man with an advanced case of leprosy. And when the man saw Jesus, he bowed his face down to the ground, begging to be healed. And Jesus reached out and touched him. I'm willing, he said, be healed. And he healed him of, of the leprosy. Now, if you were a leper, in, a leper in the ancient Middle East, you were deemed to be untouchable. If you touched someone, you became unclean, like they were unclean, and not just physically unclean, but you would be ceremonially unclean as well. And what we see here is a son of God willing to touch an untouchable person and identify himself with them. When you go to Isaiah 58 and these classic verses about true fasting, is this not the kind of fasting I want? Free those who are wrongly in prison. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free. Remove chains that bind people. Spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry. Give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. Don't hide from your relatives who need help. Then your salvation will come like the dawn. And then your wounds will quickly heal. It, it, it actually says in one of the versions, uh, when you call for help, I'll answer and your healing will quickly appear. How many churches out there pray for healing and pray for miracles? And yet here it is in black and white in scripture. If you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry, if you satisfy the needs of the oppressed, if you, if you loose chains that bind people, then when you call, I'll answer. Then, then 
you'll see my power at work. And I have to say, in 26, 27 years of pioneer ministry, when I've worked amongst the most hurting, lost, poor and broken people, now I've seen God's power at work. Now, you, you, you won't be able to see this, but this is, uh, this is my study. This is probably one of the last talks I'll ever give from this room. You may have heard some movement around me. Um, that's because we're currently packing up our house. Um, we, we're Karen and I. Um, we are currently on a move to an old pit village, an ex-mining community. Those outside them call them. Um, I think it's the seventeenth most deprived area of the country at the moment because over the years Karen and I keep getting drawn back to live and work amongst those who have forgotten forgotten people in forgotten places and these old pit villages are an example of that I'm not saying that to do any virtue signaling I'm just saying I'm not just saying this from an ivory tower we're, we're really trying to live this I don't actually think you can have a, a national story without a local one anyway um, and I, I don't want to dine out on the stories of the past we we, we want to be in a trench trying to reach out help hurting lost poor and broken people find salvation because I actually believe only Jesus Christ actually is the answer and we're going to establish our edge headquarters there and an edge centre etc but let me leave you with these thoughts do you see all people as God sees them are you spending yourselves on behalf of the hungry do you open your home to the poor wanderer do you clothe those who need it are you touching untouchable people are you reaching out to the last the least and the lost because when we do I believe we get God's smile I believe we get his attention and then we see his power at work why because I believe it pleases him I believe that is the kingdom call to reach out to those who are hurting the most with the message of Jesus this isn't just good works. We actually believe that the, the answer is the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we are to take that message to those who currently are not hearing it. 80% of the UK church are graduates. Something has gone wrong somewhere. So let's have a go at trying to redress that and get more balance in the life of the church. And it starts with me. And it starts with you. God bless you. And thank you for listening.